everyone and welcome to the latest episode of One Love Live on Love Walk. And I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in for this Bible study today. As you know, we um, explore the word of God to find practical ways to live our life and to uh, actually live out this word of God um, and this love walk. So today we're going to talk about something that I don't think a lot of people talk about, but it's a real issue. Um, not just for believers, but for a lot of people. Um, we're going to talk about being a people pleaser. Um, and this is a real issue. So we're going to jump right in and get started. Um, our anchor verses are going to be Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25 and 26. So I'm going to read that now. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Many seek the ruler's favor, but every man's judgment comes from the Lord. So I think these are really powerful scriptures because they tell us that when we fear mankind, uh, it brings a snare to us. It's a trap. Um, and I think a lot of times we don't recognize that being a people pleaser really is a form of the fear of man. There's actually two aspects to what people pleasing can be. And as far as I have um, been studying, I think there are two areas where um, people pleasing kind of fit or two categories. One is the fear of man. And then the second one is uh, personal pride or the pride of life. So we're going to look at both of those because I want to show you how it actually ties in to some of the choices that we make. Um, and also how we're able to uh, sort of live our Christian life especially if we are worried uh, or concerned about what others think. And a lot of times people who are concerned about what other people think of them are also uh, a kind of people pleaser. They're, they fall in that category. I would say they're in that gray area around the fear of man. You'd be surprised at the people who don't do things, uh, won't try new things, uh, will not follow certain uh, actual scriptures in the Bible. Um, and people of all kinds, of all ages, of, you know, you know, adults, kids, new Christians, old Christians, pastors, um, you know, teachers, a lot of people just will not do certain things because they do have a fear of man. And I think having a fear of man is a real, um, it's going to be a real issue in times to come, you know, as times get more difficult, as we see more of the tribulations coming on the earth, um, it's going to be more dire. The Bible even says that in the last days, men's hearts will fail them for fear. So we know that, you know, it's quite possible that in the future, there's going to be more reasons to be afraid. And I think that our lives demonstrate that I'm, it always shocks me, the people that don't believe in the Bible with all of the things that are happening in the world that simply corroborate everything that is written there. Um, but let's go ahead with the lesson. The fear of man brings a trap. It's a snare. It's not just something that hurts you and moves on. It's not just a bad experience. It's a snare, which means it's hard to get out of. It's like a trap. Um, you know, if you've ever set a trap for a small animal, they get caught in it and they can't get out. And that's really what the fear of man is. Um, and the Bible is telling us that whoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Now, I think the difference between being safe and being trapped is a, a very clear picture. 
you know, um, it's a very clear picture of when we talk about having a sanctuary versus being locked into something that you don't want and that you're not able to get out of. And for a lot of people, it's very hard to get out of being a people pleaser um, or even the fear of man because fear is real. Um, and we're afraid of the repercussions of the things that we do or the things that we say. And a lot of times we don't want to be unpopular. Um, you know, it's that old adage, like when you were in high school, you wanted everybody to like you. But for a lo but a lot of times that does not change when people get older um, and when people are much older. So I think that's really important in verse 25. But if you look at verse 29, I'm sorry, verse 26 of Proverbs 29, it says that many seek the ruler's favor. Now, this is someone who maybe they're not necessarily seeking, seeking the ruler because they're afraid of him, but they're seeking him because they want something from him. And so here we're looking at something that kind of goes back to the pride of life, of wanting some benefit. And so the Bible says here that everyone is seeking the rulers. Many seek the ruler's favor, but every man's judgment comes from the Lord. So basically it's saying, you know, while you're seeking the favor of the king to do something for you, at the end of the day, it's God that's really going to make the pronouncement. It's really God's providence. If the king decides to do something good for you, it's really God's providence that made that possible. He made that judgment. We're not just talking about the judgment in the last day, but your daily judgment. You know, God is a judge. If you remember that in the Bible, um, in the Old Testament, before the, the Hebrews had kings, they had judges. And these people judged the daily uh, goings on of the people um, every day and each day. And God, he uh, he's saying that he is our high priest. He is our judge, you know, and he's called that in the Bible. You can find that everywhere where God is also called a judge. That means he's, what does a judge do? He weighs the evidence and then makes a decision. So he's the most pivotal character when we talk about a courtroom or we talk about an issue where a decision has to be made. And so the Bible is saying, yes, I understand that, you know, you're seeking the favor of the king, but the ultimate decision is going to be the Lord's. And sometimes we forget that, especially when we're trying to get some favor from the king or if we're even afraid of the king or if we, are, we have the fear of man. And it's important to understand the fear of man goes beyond just being afraid of one individual or an entity. A lot of times the fear of man comes down to, you know, groups of people, the public. Um, sometimes being a people pleaser means you want to please so many people. And we're seeing like a growth in this with social media. So many people are stunting for the gram and, you know, doing all kinds of things where they want that fame and fortune. They're doing that fame. They're doing that for fame. And what is fame? Fame is simply, you know, getting the, ple the, the pleasings of the people or, you know, the interest or the attention of the people. So you see people pleasing right there. So we're ever more um, aware of the fact that the fear of man is a real factor in our lives, especially as times change and we see all of the things coming on the earth um, and the consolidation of power throughout the world. It makes even more sense to be afraid of this particular person or group or this uh, particular per um entity and so this idea that people are holding on to in fact a lot of the cancel culture that we see in the dragging going on people are just horrified they're afraid of what uh, people say so they're pe become people pleasers so let's go ahead and think about this he's saying that 
the fear of man is a snare. So you can actually be trapped in it. And if we look at Romans 8, 15, uh, chapter 8 and verse 15, you can see it says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So it's important to understand that as believers, we're not supposed to be trapped in anything. We've been given the spirit uh, of of, of uh, we've been given the spirit of adoption. We're supposed to be free adoption. We're safe. Remember again in the scripture in Proverbs, it said that, you know, the fear of man causes a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord is safe. Um, this is an important concept that God keeps trying to bring home to us. If we look in Romans eight and seven, uh, I think this is really important to understanding being a people pleaser in Romans eight and seven, it says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So it's important to understand that a lot of times what we do is in order to continually fear others or even try to please others, um, we often have something of a carnal mind. We're thinking in terms of the way that would please someone else and how we can get certain things for ourselves. So it's important to understand where we're standing at and you know whether we are standing um, you know, in a firm place. And Romans 8 is not just leaving it right there. If you go down to that next uh, verse, which is uh, Romans 8 and 8, it says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. That's so very important to understand. If you are seeking to please other people more than you are seeking to please God, you might find that that's a carnal way of thinking. That's a carnal way of being. And a lot of times it's, you know, doing God's word and doing what he says from the Bible and standing on his principles. It's not really going to make you very popular. A lot of times it's going to make you downright, um, it's going to make you downright, uh, uh, um, you know, completely out of step with society. It's going to make you seem like the bad guy in many cases because you stand on the word of God or because you do it in the manner that God wants you to do it. And it's important to understand, no, you cannot. You cannot please God if you are in the flesh. It's just that simple. You know, there are lots of things that go on that we are not aware of that we are trying to please others rather than God, or we do it out of the fear of man rather than the fear of God. If you think about in John two thirteen to 16, when Jesus cast out the money changers, this is another situation where God is doing something that's highly um, unpopular. It makes him unpopular to go in there and tell those guys to get out, to beat them and get them out. That doesn't seem very Christian to me. That seems kind of aggressive. That seems kind of um, not loving. That doesn't seem just, you know, all loving and happy and rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. And yet we're seeing Jesus do that. He's doing something that's unpopular, that's not going to curry him the favor of man. Um, and it also demonstrates that he hasn't the fear of men either. If we look at the story of Daniel and the lion's den, this is another example of a man who had to make a choice between doing what would please um, the, the people, the country he was in, uh, the leadership or doing what was right by God. And that's a hard thing to do. It really is. It cost him going into the lion's den. Thankfully, he survived it. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they're another group, you know, right from the book of Daniel that shows us that sometimes 
doing the will of God makes you highly unpopular. And we have to remember that, you know, being a believer doesn't mean that no matter how much love you have to dole out to everyone, it doesn't mean you're going to be thought of as, you know, this lovey-dovey person. Um, you know, we have to understand the way that this works, um, the way that people pleasing works and the way that it controls us. You know, um, I think that there's this idea that believers have that if we that we can make our enemy into our friend. And the Bible nowhere tells you that unless that person becomes a believer, the Bible nowhere tells you that the only place that I can think of. And definitely if there's someone out there who can find a place in the Bible where it says that or it shows that, then please, you know, go ahead and send me contact me uh, here um, and let me know. But the only time I can think of really uh, when I guess you could say you know, an enemy was made into a friend is when the Bible says that he's going to make your enemies your footstools or he will make you to be at peace with your enemies. But that doesn't come for doing anything that made your enemy um, a friend. And it doesn't say that that enemy became a friend. It just says that he will be at peace with you. And it alludes to the fact that God did that. That's not something you or I could do. Um, and I think it's really important. We have uh, sometimes a Christianity that's a bit uh, too cartoonish and too um, romantic and isn't realistic. It isn't the realistic Christianity that you're actually going to live. And that can sometimes make people step away because they didn't realize this was what they were signing up for. Christianity is not this thing that's going to be so popular as one would think. So, you know, there's a lot more that I want to say about this. So I, I guess this will be part one where we talk about, um, you know, being a technical people pleaser. And that's a real aspect. And I think we really need to think about that. And we need to understand where it serves, where it actually serves us and where it doesn't. And a lot of times what we're serving is the flesh. We're serving our fear. Um, and we're in a snare, especially if we fear mankind. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in. We're going to go into a little, we're going to go into part two, which is going to explain a little bit more about the, um, not just the fear of man, but the pride of life part of being a people pleaser. And then we're going to talk about ways and things that you can do to kind of pull yourself out of that and take your strength and uh, put your trust in the Lord to do the things that you need him to do and to find your sufficiency in Christ and not in the accolades and the applause of the people uh, and the approval of the people. So thank you so much. I hope that everything is going well for you and you're in good health. If you'd like to support um, the ministry, you can do so by going to paypal.me forward slash Leela Winston. That's all one word, L-E-L-A-W-I-N. S-T-O-N, and that's how you can support. And there's also links uh, in the description here um, that will allow you to sign up for our free um, emails, which will be devotional. So definitely feel free to do that. So I thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, our messages are free. If you hear a 
uh, recording or a podcast from me that talks about a price for anything, just know it's all free. It's all free. So if you want to get it, if you need any of the resources, just sign up. So I thank you so much for tuning in and God bless you.